Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Wrestle me, Pete. Oh, hot diggity dog. We're back with more Royal Rumble 18. I 18? think it's only fair to say, everyone, we, we have had a little bit of beer. We have had a little bit of beer. We had mm. one one Damastrea. Yeah, really nice. I've not drunk for a long, long time. Right. I'm really, really enjoying the <laughs> mellow buzz and slight burning cheeks that I've got off, <laughs> I would say, a third <laughs> of yeah. a bottle of beer. How nice. Uh, it's worth saying... Because, you know, these things can never be said enough. Right. We're almost at the end of this pandemic, aren't we? This is the, the, <laughs> the start of the end. Oh, I hope. People are going to lose their minds. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to. We, we hit. Horrible. I think somebody worked out that um, that June, whatever the day, 18th, 20th, 21st, or I think it is. 21st, 22nd, England are playing in the Euros. Like, Mike, why would you even? It's going to be like 1996 not... <laughs> all over again. <laughs> Shall we just not do this? When I was we in We know Leeds, what happens. Uh, uh, during Euro 96, mm. I was uh, up at university there and they uh, there was one of the, the big matches. I forget what it was. And Euro 96 was the first time. Like I think people were going, actually, this team is yeah. something really, really special. Yeah. And the longer it went on, the more confident you became. Normally what happens is everyone's very, very confident when you build up to a Euro or a World Cup yeah. until the first match, at which point then, everyone yeah. just goes, oh, shitting hell. <laughs> and the Euros was the only one that's really been like, my God, we seem to be getting better every single mm, match. Yeah. And I think about maybe the third match in Euro 96... Um, I remember being in Leeds on a scorching hot like June day, absolutely mm. beautiful, and people were so excited they'd all gone out and started pushing a bus to and fro, <laughs> a double decker. <laughs> it was rocking. I'd say a good six feet on either side, yeah, and everyone cheering. E- easily could have fallen over. Easily, easily, and yeah. I remember. All I could see was when it was going over, I was going, this is brilliant. And I saw the bus driver's arm come out of the window and he just gave a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up to everyone rocking his bus. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, it was yeah, fantastic. it's going to be. I have, I have a, a bit of a nervous feeling about how mental everyone is going to go. London Riots Part 2, baby. It could be, couldn't it? London it, it Riots could Part be people two. just. It's one of those things as well where it's a little bit like New Year's Eve, but. You know, for a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. Um, a few New Year's Eves ago, maybe 10 years ago, <laughs> uh, my neighbor was playing music very, very loudly. And mm. it was about one o'clock. And I did go down. It's when I lived in a block of flats. I went down. I said, Sorry, I don't want to be a pain and everything. I said, Could you turn your music down a bit? It's like, you know, half one. Yeah. And he went, If 
it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> and I went, stand your fucking music up. I was so angry. Uh, and he, 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 it was scary. It was scary for us both. We, I, I definitely lost control. Uh, but I think it's going to be like that. And yeah. I don't just mean like people playing music. I mean yeah. me running around, <laughs> losing my shit, <laughs> screaming at people, settle down. Uh, oh, it's going to be awful. Yeah. Um, talking of awful, let's have the last of the dark matches from the Royal Rumble 2018. Um, Bobby Roode versus Mojo Rawley mm. took place. Um, originally, this was going to be the culmination of SmackDown's US title tournament, uh, which was won by Bobby Roode. Um, for some reason, they decided to bring that forward and then not have it on the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so he'd won the belt like three days before. Right. And he defended against uh, uh, Mojo Rawley. Bobby Roode had come up through NXT. Uh, he'd had a long career prior to joining WWE mm. um, as uh, in TNA. Um, one of those guys who who he went to NXT and he was really the first one to go there who wasn't a stellar in-ring performer. Very charismatic, looked absolutely great, but he was more like an Attitude Era star in that his wrestling was never going to be five-star. Mm. He was a solid three-star man. Um, they were very, very keen on him because he looked great. He had a sort of slight look of Rick Rude about him. Yeah. Um, they also dressed him as Ric Flair. So he had a slight, even when he was coming through, a bit of a cosplay element that meant you couldn't quite get behind him. And what he did have was he had an amazing theme tune and it was a, a song called Glorious and it would go glorious and mm. there were some, some things and he'd slowly rotate in his thing and everybody loved that. And it made him seem like a massive star until the bell rang, at which point everyone was like, I am going to get a Coke now. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just left. Um, Glorious, <laughs> the theme tune that he used, was actually first offered to Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. Um, but he said, no, I don't, I don't really want it. I want something a bit better. Um, and he got one that uh, also, you know, uh, it became a proper iconic wrestling theme. Yeah. Um, amazing that those two were just sort of churned out by someone, mm. um, you know, in that small period. They came yeah. up with two that really sort of stood the test of time. Um, he, he takes on Mojo Rawley here. There is nothing really to say about this match. I mean... Mojo Rawley gets a Mojo sucks chant. Um, that that kind of heat that people just don't want to see him, <laughs> rather than they're like, I'm in, you know invested in you in being, in being mm. a bad guy. Um, there's, it ends quite badly as well, where Bobby Roode hits a DDT, which was his finishing move, and the commentators just go, "Oh, he didn't get all of it. Oh, he got enough of it." They say <laughs> oh, it's just an embarrassing sort of thing about. In commentators must be really difficult not to throw those things out there that are yeah. immediately contradicted. Yeah. You know, what you've done there is you've gone, that look shit. He won't, he won't pin him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the way that the women's match ends in the, the women's Royal Rumble ends a little bit. Like, oh, it really does. Oh, yeah. No. And, it, they, and then they have to spend the rest of the time picking the camera angle that doesn't show the, the slight naff contest. Yes. The, the commentators, you know, you, you, can, you can oddly. It's one of those things about people say commentary can't really ruin a match, but what it can do is make a great match even better. Mm. Uh, I, I do think it can ruin a match. <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I mean, you know, it didn't ruin this one. This one was was never going to be good. Mm. Um, so then we get to the, the main event itself, the actual pay-per-view, Royal Rumble 2018, uh, is the road to WrestleMania 38. Mm. Um, when they start saying, like, the road to WrestleMania 38 starts here, it does give a little indication that anything that happens between May and, and December... <laughs> Really, sort of not massively relevant <laughs> uh, in the canon. Not, not really. You don't need to see it. Yeah. Uh, the credits here, big close-ups of everyone's faces, and uh, you are very used to seeing the men big. Mm. But what I sort of was aware of watching this, you're not used to seeing the women uh, very, very big. Mm. And what I noticed here is that they often have a, like very, very strong makeup, and they have that makeup because when they're performing, 
you're performing to an arena of 17,000 people. Yeah. You want to look recognizable to, you know, as many people as you can. So it's quite sort of basic and quite sort of uh, full-on makeup. And what it meant was when they did close-ups, yeah. everyone looked a bit like Jigsaw, the puppet, <laughs> that used to like, you know, torture people. Mm. It was quite sort of full-on. It was a bit nightmarish, <laughs> uh, the whole thing. Um, this is the, the event that has the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Um, the, the Women's Revolution was very much um, uh, going here. Um, they still can't quite fully commit to it. So mm. when you get the, the little sort of like recap of who's in this Rumble, the women get, they don't get the sort of... Rawr! You know, straight out. You know, mm. nuts to the nuts to the nuts to the guts. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, what they get is quite sort of like you know intense and aspirational pop. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, you know. Well, the, the, I mean, they soon. I think Aloe Black did the men's song and Little Mix did the women's song. Yeah. Which tells you everything you need to know about. Uh, doesn't one's it? aspirational, soulful pop music, and the other one is Little Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the other one is Aloe Black. Ha, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> I I do actually like Little Mix. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know. I, I. I like them personally. We ended with you romancing a French actress, <laughs> and now, now five minutes into this show, you're talking about how much you like Little Mix. Little Mix to me. I will not have this turned into a <laughs> Little Mix to me, though. I, I mean, they are like they are like sort of. I know, not even like sort of children. They're just like something from just another world. They look like um, Bratz dolls. They do, and they've I... got big hair, big heads. Could you imagine what you talked about if if you met Little Mix very briefly? I just don't think we'd have any well, frame of reference. There was a lass in uh, they were, what were they bloody called? Neon Jungle. There was a band called Neon Jungle, and they I think were owned by I want to say Bauer Corporation. Mm. And so when I worked for um, Absolute, you would occasionally sort of see uh, it, at, at do's and stuff they would have a collection of their own artists coming on doing the, doing the thing in front of the uh, radio lot. Um, and one of them was Neon Jungle. And I remember interviewing them at backstage at V-Festival. And this is as close as I'll ever get to a girl band. People have made it very clear about that. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun interview, but I did feel about 100 years old. It's difficult, it's nothing, isn't it? I don't, I've nothing. I've never been to Dubai. Um, <laughs> I don't know the words they use. No, it's I, confusing. I, I don't look at like online sort of clothes places. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I did. I had a chat with Dappy from Ndubs once mm. uh, at some sort of like live show where they were performing, and I'd been put in a room with them to sort of mm. go, "This is what you're going to be doing." Yeah, and uh, uh, well, you know, you sort of try and you're all right, mate. How's it going? How's it going? And they're like, "Yeah, nice, nice, yes, yes." And I was like, "Oh, you, you, are you from Camden?" He's like, "Oh, you're from Camden." I was like, no, I live in Archway. And he was like, oh, yeah, Camden, Camden. <laughs> and it was just that sort of thing of, we were both trying. Yeah. We hadn't just, we just couldn't quite find yeah. what it was. No. Until uh, at one point, I said, I said, I think my dad went to school with you. It's still going really badly. My, not, like, not, not the same you. year, obviously. <laughs> I said, I think my dad went to. Uh, that would be an amazing line to really <laughs> disarm him. His head would explode. <laughs> my dad was in your year. How old are you? <laughs> 42. <laughs> really confusing. Uh, I said, I said, my dad went to the same school, I think, that you went to. And he went, what, Quentin Kynaston? I went, yeah, Quentin Kynaston in, um, you know, Finchy Road, yeah. like that. And he went, what does your dad do? It's just, I he's said, in N-dubs I said well my you're dad's... my dad <laughs> I said he's a retired accountant he went accountant he said tell you this N-dubs I've got enough respect for accountants like <laughs> you don't speak chat. for the rest of N-dubs <laughs> we had a little chat about accountancy funny the common ground you can find Exa- isn't it? we all need accountants 
We all need accounts. Yeah. God knows it would be much better world if we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go into uh, AJ Styles uh, taking on a handicap match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm. Um, Corey Graves as well when we meet him in this bit. I don't them. like him. He does the namaste hands, doesn't he does as well? <laughs> so they go, Michael, me, Michael Cole, here's Byron Saxton and Corey Graves. And Corey Graves goes, he lo- namaste. <laughs> he looks like a man who does Dodgy yoga. <laughs> dodgy yoga and go steal your girlfriend kind of chap. Yeah. Chap. He could be a pornographer, couldn't he? He yeah, could be one like of those a, guys like a, who... Like a new, porno, a new pornographer. A new pornographer. Band. But, w- working yeah. with, you know, quite damaged girls. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, who, who isn't damaged in pornography? Yeah. But, who isn't yeah. damaged in wrestling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I do, but whenever I see Corey Graves, I think, I'm not going to have a nice time. I don't know what it's just, it's just... No. He was, he's just the potence of like, of, 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 the, of, of, of part of wrestling. That I'm not enjoying. <laughs> yeah. I, I I would say I don't ever think I've met anyone who does Namaste that right. hasn't either turned out to be a horrible person. Yeah. Or you know, I suspect was a horrible person. <laughs> I, I I can't definitely. I mean, Corey Graves. Yeah. There is some funny stuff um, about him. Right. Um. You know, we'll get to. I, funny I, stuff I or we'll, upsetting no, stuff. No, no. Sort of. Funny. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, there was just. Uh, I, 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 I haven't looked at it enough to be able right, to do okay, it. Okay, let's move on. Then. Let's move. Oh, it, just, I made it, it sound dodgy. Justice. It was. No, oh, it's not dodgy. I, I mean, it's not dodgy. I, I think you know he broke up from his wife, but there was just a a thing where he'd put up a tweet uh, before his relationship with Carmella, the superstar, was revealed. Right. He'd put up a a, a tweet along the lines of you know, um, <laughs> I'd love nothing more than like you know beautiful like crisp shirt and socks and everything and uh, there was a reply to it along the lines of someone just going uh, then you might you might not want to go on Twitter tonight because your wife is there in your dirty laundry. And it was, <laughs> it was just, I, I forget what the story was. It was nothing bad but there's always been that thing again where I sort of look at Corey Graves and I sort of go yeah you know you, you we've all got a backstory haven't we? Yeah. We've all got a private life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, I'm talking private. Uh, worth saying, worth saying, worth Pete, saying. There is always going to be in the crowd someone from Britain, of course. Yeah. Within seconds of this pay per view starting, there's a guy holding up in the front row. Come on, you Spurs. Why, why, why does he need to do that? What, what made him think? I mean, what years? Yeah, I mean, they were going all right, but I mean, what's, it's just always a British person. <laughs> always a British person. But they have the to sort of go. Seat. I have to do this because no one will know that I'm British. Doesn't matter whether they do. <laughs> You're just a blob. Why wouldn't you go? Well, I'm going to the wrestling, mm. so I'm going to put up a thing for the wrestler I like because yeah. they'll see it. Yeah. But that whole thing about going, come on, you Spurs. Yeah. It's a different I'd thing. Be, I'd rather be watching Spurs. Would you be down White Hart Lane, my friend, <laughs> holding up a little bit that says, I, I love Sammy Zayn <laughs> or Namaste Corey Gray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would now. <laughs> yeah. Now I would. Yeah. There's also a bloke uh, dressed in Where's Wally uh, outfit as well. You, you see constantly. I know that. And it's just like <laughs> if it's only funny for the first five minutes, but now you're just gonna be too warm. Aren't if you? only he but wasn't then. like in the early sort of front yeah. row. And you only saw him twice during the broadcast. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But he's actually got seats that are much too good. Yeah. So he's yeah. just there continuously I, I, through. I, the thing that gets me is that I bet Vincent, Vincent Mann is, you know, backstage with his little, in his little kind of mobile command unit in the mm. mixing desk. I imagine he's really pissed off. I think he would think, is this one of those hipsters? <laughs> is this yeah. uh, one probably of those, probably heard of see Corey Graves, and, you know, <laughs> with, 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 the, with the tattoos and the suicide girls. Who's and that, the... uh, is that cyberpunk? <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch would uh, like that. <laughs> is that a, a cog thing? With the old, uh... um, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens, two really, really reliable, always good performers. Mm. At a point in their careers here where they're, they're beginning to sort of go, if we work incredibly hard, 
there is a good chance that we could end up in the proper main event. Yeah. Oh, they don't understand how it works. <laughs> um, they they come out. They are so over with the Philadelphia crowd. Yeah. They they are properly. It, it's a lovely Philadelphia, famous for being a raucous and really passionate wrestling fan base. And as a city, I think people love performing there. Mm. Its most famous uh, wrestling connection is with ECW, which always took place. Uh, Philadelphia was their home base. And they just love to see uh, Zane and Owens. Properly exciting. They they treat them as well like real heels, where it's just the men's, you know, <laughs> fantastic. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week at Sukarnov. On the Luke and Pete show, Luke introduced me to some bizarre animal warfare. In the 70s, there was a... <laughs> I can't remember to say this, but I promise you it's true. There was a war, an actual war, between rival chimpanzee clans that went on for over four years. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Abroad in Japan, Chris is facing off against a natural disaster. So the same day that I'd run out of fuel, right, I was like, well, I made it in one piece. Thank you, God. And then, like, five hours later, the worst earthquake 
I've ever experienced. It was a 15-storey building shaking from side to side. It went on so long, I was like, this hotel's coming down, and I don't want to be in it when it does. Listen to Abroad in Japan and The Luke and Pete Show available on your favourite podcast player. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Out comes AJ Styles, and he comes out. A risky strategy here, which is they have a blue light on, which I just think I would, I mean... I don't know what's on me. <laughs> like, I got dogs, and I sometimes look down and I go, what is that? I mean, I've just got some dirt oh, on me. I, I, before I'm I came out dirty, tonight... But I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> before I came out tonight, my daughter had had some yogurt, and she'd like put her hands in it and go... Mm. Like that. And this is the one time where she's gone, I'm now going to give you an unbidden hug. Yeah. And she raced over and the hands were there. I was like, ah, oh, shit. If I'd have come out, AJ Styles there, it just would have looked like, oh, he's got spunk everywhere. Namaste. Oh, someone's rubbed it all into his belly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's risky. Very I, risky. I like that in this match, Kevin Owens looks like he... Uh, Kevin Owens looks like he owns a lot of ATVs, but AJ Styles looks like he owns a lot of ATVs, but rents them out. He looks like a like a, a local businessman yeah. who, who just happens to have a lot of ATVs. <laughs> he's got a look in, in this of Kevin Owens of being a mix of Desperate Dan and Dennis the Menace, where he's a sort of he looks a bit like Nasher as well. Really sort of strange combo of Beano characters. Do you think that every wrestler owns an off-road vehicle? Oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't. I don't think there can be any wrestler. There's not. There's rarely a, a city-based wrestler who lives in like a <laughs> an apartment in a big old. That's building true. I don't. Like, I don't I think. I don't think there are any city wrestlers in America. <laughs> I think they are. As, as soon as they get money, of course, they just go. Let's get a ranch. Ranch. Yeah. And yeah, so you yeah, end yeah. up like Andre the Giant on his ATV. <laughs> you know, he he had his little red one that he loved yeah. so much, and you know, uh, Austin obviously, you know, huge on it. Would the Rock, the Rock must the have Rock ATVs. Have one. I just Come don't think on. he'd drive one because it makes it, you know, he's got better things to drive. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, huge on ATVs. Yeah. Maybe Hogan. Hogan's the sort of guy. I bet his knees won't bend to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hogan probably, he's probably more into aqua pursuits. Yeah, completely. He probably likes uh, bashing around on a little board. I should imagine the thing he likes most is the inflatable banana that goes <laughs> behind her. I think he just sit on that and he goes, whoa, dude, put me down like Andre the Giant, dude. You know, <laughs> tiresome day out without Coke. And Hulk, have you, have you got any suntan oil? Because we've been out in the water for a long time. No, brother. I'm, I'm like old tanned leather. Oh. <laughs> It's just, oh, really, I'm actually, I'm actually sweating. Salmon it's... skin, I got salmon skin. <laughs> Touch it. Oh, it's, it's boiling and rough. <laughs> oh dear! Let's go and watch my sex tape. No, no, I want to go home now. Um, uh, they, they have a, a, a sort of angle going on here where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are talking about being co-champions. Mm. So they want to win the belt and then they will share it. Yeah, and that as an angle is is a great angle, but it's really an angle you only really talk about when they've won it. Yeah, because then you can go rather than talk about it, we'll show you the problems we run into, and obviously it will build to a, a bit where we eventually you know split up or lose it, and then mm. we'll have a feud. And instead, here, if you just talk about it, and then it doesn't happen, yeah, and it doesn't happen because AJ Styles ends up winning, yeah, I did sort of go. They've been talking about this for a long time and now it's just over. <laughs> it, just, it just comes to an end. If you're going to like talk about something and not do it, mm. don't go, we're going to be co-champions. Go, if we win this match, I am going to eat it. <laughs> and then the other one goes, all right, if we win this match, I'm going to set you on fire and I'm going to pull out my own eyes. 
You know, really? You never know. Yeah, make it big. Yeah. It's like if the Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson and Milhouse and all of his, and I think Martin went to buy that comic book. Yes. And they spent ages talking about splitting it three ways, how they were going to divvy it up, and they didn't buy the comic book. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Why? We talk about the comic book you never bought. Yeah. What is this teaching us? It is a weird thing to sort of go, we can get as much enjoyment out of the co champions thing as by not doing it as we could by doing it. Yeah. And I, don't, I, don't, I do not think that's true. Do you remember that, that episode uh, where uh, Mike? Michael Scott in the office mm. and uh, and another uh, man both became managers in uh, the office except mm. they didn't do that they they just decided basically I watched an episode of the office where they both became co-managers Jim and also Michael mm. uh, from the office uh, it would be good if, if they talked about it they never did it, it was <laughs> yes. like, yeah. who wrote this yeah why didn't you just show rather than <laughs> rather than sort of like promise and tell I don't I, I don't get it um Zane and Owen T well you know just they're great performers mm. and AJ Styles is also a great performer and at this point he's really got that thing of going I think they're going to make me the main guy here yeah. I'm, I'm the champion and I'm now I'm now at the Royal Rumble doing handicap matches where I go over the two hot heels mm. it's, it's just you know oh, he is they are such such talent in this match and the crowd love and respect all of them it's a magic sort of thing there's some bits where uh, Sami Zayn does a blue thunderbomb on uh, AJ Styles and it's a one and a two and the way the crowd are counting they could have done a three and the crowd would have done a massive pop instead <laughs> they they AJ Styles kicks out and they go oh but it's that thrilling thing where you go the crowd like AJ Styles a lot they like Zayn they like Owens and they don't mind who wins mm. they just want to see what happens and it's a really sort of exciting thing to see with a hot crowd it's one of those matches I think has probably been similar versions been done you know throughout wrestling history but they only ever work when the crowd are really into it and yeah. this is one of those rare ones where they've happened to film it it's on a big stage and the crowd are really really into it mm. um it's so exciting the difference that the audience makes we know this in the post-lockdown world that wrestling without an audience is not anything half as good that the, the the audience are this missing piece of a puzzle that we didn't realize if you took it out mm. it made wrestling very very different and what you see here is the importance of that crowd. When you watch it here, you go, God, the crowd are making me more interested and more excited by this match. Thrilling, thrilling. Well, like Sami Zayn does a move and then and then he's, he's pumping up the crowd by celebrating before he's even finished the move. It's yeah. Like, it's so good. It, it really is. You know, <laughs> they, they, they really good. Styles gets the pin. Um, the problem with it is Styles wins and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have lost, but they lose completely fair and square mm. there isn't a bit where there's a miscommunication between them and Sammy accidentally hits Owens and then AJ Styles rolls him up which would be the traditional way of doing it they just go AJ Styles uh, has beaten these two men they came <laughs> along they were absolutely no excuses he took, took, took them both on and he won and they lost and there is a slight thing about going, that's sort of damaging yeah. for Zayn and Owens as your big stars. <laughs> it's a funny thing, handicap matches. And when you have someone like AJ Styles who is having to fight two people, the odds are against him and everything. It's his struggle. To have him then sort of just win mm. for no reason is a bit damaging. And you sort of should have gone, well, why didn't you just have him take on one? And then you could have had him take on the other yeah. <laughs> at a later point. And that's double the amount of things we can do mm. so I, I watched that and I just sort of thought oh the end was uh, was a bit of a a mistake but hot match exciting Yeah. next match again problem ending <laughs> but this one is not hot at all this is Smackdown Tag Team Champions The Usos versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in a two out of three falls match I am glad to see Shelton Benjamin back 
I'm not so glad to see him being used, used again like this. badly yeah. um, and, and squandered. Um, the Usos come out. They are also beginning to find their feet now. They're no longer this sort of just happy-go-lucky sort of uh, young men tag team. Right. It's always a slight sort of sense that WWE tries to make them a bit like Abercrombie and Fitch. Right, okay. That they were a bit sort of, they wear white tank tops and then they're, <laughs> they're, they're not bros, they're cool, but they're still just these two modelly boys mm. and what you get here is that they begin becoming obsessed with prisons <laughs> <laughs> yeah they talk, they talk about being everyone's in Nye prison sponsored by Rocket League and they just, just so they talk weird. about welcome to the Uso penitentiary yeah and Uso in my prison. <laughs> Uso in my prison. This ain't merch. This is a lifestyle. He says, <laughs> I will say merch is my lifestyle. So <laughs> it meant nothing to me. Yeah. But welcome to the Uso penitentiary is one of those lines that when you sort of again try and break it down, don't quite work. Are you saying that the ring is your prison and you <sighs> are the warden, warden of the prison? Yeah. So you're going to keep, what, everyone in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> is it like... Or maybe they could just see every. It's like is it Foucault's prison where mm. he, the, you, you can see every. They you, can't see you, right? But you can see into every cell. You've got the centre column. Yeah, mm. is it that? Is it that? <laughs> I mean, you can't see me, different guy. Can't, can't nick that. But whatever they said it, well, you know. Again, I, I suppose it's because they're going. We are in charge, and we are going to give you a beating. Yeah. Right. The ring still isn't a penitentiary because you're not attempting to keep people there no, if, for a if, set amount of time. I mean, if, You'd be like, I want to release you from it because that means you're going back. Yes. Away. Yeah, because Royal Rumble, even if they're in the Royal Rumble proper, I mean, you've got to get them over the top, haven't you? So like, Yeah, it's jailbreak. Yeah, it's jailbreak. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of a, a word uh, for Royal beginning with J so I could say uh, that jailbreak. Right. But sometimes explaining the joke is just as funny. Jubilee. As being quick-witted. <laughs> yeah, the, the Jubilee jailbreak. Uh, <laughs> if you can edit out the previous bit, yeah, just okay, yeah, yeah, be yeah, coming yeah, in there. Uh, the, uh, the Usos come out, they're in cricket whites as well, which is uh, another thing, which I mean, I suppose in America you don't go the cricket whites. Well, it's very, I mean, I just sort of think that it's just very risky. That's, mm. It's just very, if they poop their pants even a little bit, yeah. you're going to see them. I, I, and one of their trousers keep falling down amusingly. It's <laughs> like when, when the Divas used to wrestle and their boob nipple yeah. areola is often almost on vision and yeah. they're just constantly, they take a move and they're completely destroyed but oh, hand goes up and pulls it. <laughs> it he, keep, he keeps on doing it. Maybe, keep on doing it. Maybe, is, is it a penitentiary where, I don't know, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't know they surely didn't mean that what what do you mean as in is, is one of them exchanging sexual favours <laughs> for for cigarettes or uh, prison hooch prison hooch pills spice <laughs> the Usos need to provide us with answers they do and and and, and is, they... it, is it government funded <laughs> <laughs> is it one of those super prisons that for profit and make license plates is Abu Hamza in it is Abu Hamza in there <laughs> are we going to see a cameo from Abu Hamza <laughs> the, the what I like didn't like didn't like and didn't like about the it's weird that they got to use the mic and their, mm. the people who were there uh, didn't um they they do like a mic drop at the end, and it's like those things are expensive. I don't care how, like you know, I know how expensive a good microphone is. Yeah. It's, it's pricey. Um, and I was like, I was wondering like where the mic drop started, oh, and, yeah. and it comes from like eighties rap or whatever. But obviously, the thing that um brought it to uh it brought it to to popular kind of culture was probably Obama doing it. 
in 2012. Gotcha. And I read it. And apparently, I did completely miss this because it's a funny story. 2016, part of an April Fool's Day joke, Google introduced a mic drop option in Gmail, right? It allowed users... (laughs) so pathetic. (laughs) Allowing users to send a GIF of a minion dropping a microphone as a reply to any email. If used... The feature pre- prevented the sender from seeing any subsequent replies that the recipient <laughs> sent, right? right? It was removed within hours after Google received complaints from some users. The thi- Honestly, it's right next door to the send. And it says send, I think, and it just has a microphone. It makes no sense. Like, people were clicking it left, right, and center and, and missing every reply that came afterwards. One who com- posted on the company's Gmail help forum wrote, thanks to Mike Drop, I just lost my job. <laughs> I'm a writer, and I had a deadline to meet. I sent my articles to my boss, and I never heard back from her. I inadvertently sent the email using the mic drop send button. Oh, that's unbelievable. There were corrections that needed to be made on my articles, and I never received her replies. My boss took offence to the mic drop animation of the minions doing a mic drop <laughs> and assumed that I didn't reply to her because I thought her input, input was petty, hence the mic drop. I just woke up to a very angry voicemail from her, uh, which is how I found out about this hilarious prank. I... Completely missed that at the time. It was 2016. I don't know how I managed to do that. That's amazing. Wonderful. What's amazing about it is actually that thing about going, it's a mic drop. But when you sort of go, you can no longer apply to me. That, that's just yeah. That's just blocking someone with a minion. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, with one button. <laughs> Blocked. I don't know what it is, but I like minions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, don't do mic drops. Boring. Do you know Boring. what? When people say mic drop now, I only think of um, Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. What did he do? Uh, he did a excruciating Brits uh, sort of chat where... Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, looks like that old rock and roll. Do you remember <laughs> that? It's so bad. I can't bring myself to even think about what the real words are. That old rock and roll. It was just... The, uh, the other members of the band, They must. it must make them incandescent with rage just thinking about it. But I seem to remember him at the end of that going, mic drop. But I think he went, oh, no, I won't because it's expensive. (laughs) Good. Um, I respect that. Yeah, that was better. Although he might have just dropped it. I can't remember which. I I feel like this show, we've gone down tangents and I've set myself up going, I have a half-remembered thing about that. And then I go, (laughs) oh, not not nearly a half. (laughs) About a tenth. Namaste. But the Uzos are part of that big family, aren't they? They are, yeah. Are are. there any of those? I want to follow the... Uh, members of that family who are accountants. Are there any <laughs> other who did, weren't, didn't become wrestlers? I don't think there were. Right. So th- their dad is Rikishi. Mm. Um, I was watching, there's a really good WWE Network documentary on Yokozuna. Nice. Um, Yokozuna, one of the wrestlers that I, I don't really, I'm not that interested in. I, you know, he was, he was. He pops up and you go, wow. He that, does, yeah. But then, you yeah. know, you forget everything. I, I, I just, you know, but this documentary does a really, really good job of going, here is the, the guy who played it. And actually going, for his size, he was amazing. Um, a lot of the rest of the talk about what a great performer he was, mm. which is basically because they sort of just go, how he could move is remarkable yeah. considering how big he was. Um, it's a really, really good documentary. And what it does is it talks to a lot of the family. And there are so many of them. There is only one who I think was this Samoan savage who now looks, or Samu, who's lost weight mm. and looks more like a regular Joe. The <laughs> others are all just wrestlers. Everyone yeah. is a wrestler, and they all look like wrestlers. <laughs> um, it's a really good documentary, really worth seeing. Um, this match, absolutely no reason for this to be three falls either. Mm. They, they, they don't understand why that was done. Yeah. Gable and Benjamin lose both in quick succession. Um, the first fall, it goes on forever. And the problem with the first fall and the two, two out of three falls match, you know you have to get over the first one 
for second and third to mean anything. Mm. So you just sort of watch that. They do it for ages and ages and ages and ages. Um, And then they have the, you know, they lose the two falls straight after that. What I was looking at is going, well, this is something obviously you teach your audience Mm. and you say, when we have a three falls match, we don't always go team A win the first one, team B win the second one. And then, you know, we have the third one who who will win. You know, teams can lose two falls, but I don't think they've done a three falls match since. So I don't know who they're teaching, but also, I mean, why waste everyone's time? You know, just have something that people want to see. Yeah, it's just very indefinite, doesn't it? It, it, ends, it ends with a f- small package and it comes really, really suddenly out of nowhere. I mean, it was just... What I got to this point, having watched all the pre-show as well, I was looking at this and going, everyone's working incredibly hard, the wrestlers. They're all working really, really hard and they're putting in great sort of matches. They're working, 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 working. And they're all let down by the booking in this. Mm. It comes to the end and you go, they're just doing stuff that doesn't make any sense. You know, where AJ Styles beats the two, you know, without any need for any help or, you know, them making a mistake. You then get a two out of three falls match. They get two straight falls and things. Mm. So I watched all this and I thought, this is going to be a badly booked Royal Rumble, isn't it? Because we've seen at the minute the booking is really causing problems for the rest of this show. Yeah. And uh, they swerved me. (laughs) <laughs> and that's good booking so <laughs> they tricked you I would look at this and I, go, in. I actually there's part of me that goes I think this was badly booked solely <laughs> to make me go well this Royal Rumble is going to be crap and then enjoy it even more <laughs> um, we are on to the men's Rumble um, they they do stats at the start of this and the Royal Rumble is really the only real sports stats that WWE can do mm. um, because people are never there for the same amount of time you can't go his Wrestlemania record is 3-0 and or mm. you know 4-2 and because you're like oh this is you know it's apples and oranges yeah with the Royal Rumble you can actually concentrate on that and so they give some great stats 869 entrants had taken part up to 2018. Uh, Kane had 43 eliminations. Uh, they mentioned 52 Hall of Famers had been in the Rumble. Six superstars had last lasted over an hour. Um, they don't mention one of them, of course, that being Benoit. Um, <laughs> right, you don't okay. expect them to. No. Uh, and they mentioned that um, cumulatively, Chris Jericho had the longest stint in the Royal Rumble over the years at four <laughs> hours, 58 uh, a minutes and 12 like seconds. It's it's a really, really good intro. And it makes you sort of go, oh yeah, this is important and historic and it feels like sports. Well, didn't they sort of do a... Um, I got that, didn't they sort of go on and sort of go, um, They all of the wrestlers together would be this heavy? Yeah. And it was like... <laughs> but it was only the size of like three trucks. And I was like, <laughs> that doesn't seem like much because there were some big wrestlers in there. there are, I suppose there's a limit as to what men can be. And yeah. if they're twice your weight, there's a limit as can be. <laughs> um, they start off with uh, the Lion of Bulgaria, a, a sort of a nickname they didn't really use very often for right. Rusev. Uh, yeah. He comes up with Aiden English. And the, what you see here is uh, the snapshots of the year where you haven't seen the stuff that builds up to it. So mm. Rusev is incredibly over yeah. at this point because Aiden English sings the phrase Rusev Day. Yeah, what is that? It goes go over so big for reasons I can't really fathom. I, I, <laughs> I certainly can't remember. And there is a funny thing about WWE. Sometimes you sort of go, I wonder where that came from. And what you have to do is you have to Google it. And then, you know, you don't really get I, a conclusive answer. So I Googled it. It, was just, it just seemed like mush. I was just like, <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, where, where it came from, why it exists, what, why that date is is significant. I, I think it was one of those odd things where I think it might have been his birthday, and they said, you know, we're going to have a Rusev day, right. and then people were like, often these things I that like don't the idea. make much sense. They come 
quite organically. Mm. And they come organically because the fans want them to be big. Yeah. Things like um, Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan's Yes, that was him sort of, you know, not really trying to get it over mm. so much as people picking up on it very quickly and right. adopting it. Um, what you saw here with Rusev is something that I think was just, it, nobody ever planned it to be a thing. And then it becomes a thing. Yeah. Those are the things that do get over. The stuff you plan is never as good as the stuff that just pops up. And with something like Rusev Day, that fell into WWE's hands. You know, it just, it's so over. <laughs> you, you forget these things because they're big for two years mm. and then they just totally disappear. You see more of them going on as well with Elias, for example, where he comes out and he says, who's ready to walk with Elias? And everyone shouts that. And it made him get over to... It's sort of like Fandango's music. The yeah. whole, those bits that you just don't know are suddenly going to become popular. <laughs> For these these guys who, you know, then again, it's slightly held against them <laughs> that they've gone off plan. Um, in at number two is uh, Finn Balor. Mm. And he comes in wearing an oxblood sort of leather jacket. He uh, turned up on NXT the other day with another sort of weird leather jacket. I think he's got really, really bad dress sense. Right, okay. I think if you went to his house and you opened up his wardrobe, you'd be like, there's nothing to wear here. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> this that is... a normal human would yeah. have. It's sort of like he's too fashionable for wrestling. Right, okay, yeah. You know how footballers will often wear stuff that you're a bit like, I bet that was expensive. Yeah. When wrestlers wear the stuff that if you were a footballer, you'd go, I think that looks expensive. When they're wrestlers, you go, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. You must have got that cheap. Wrong... <laughs> 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 um, at this pay-per-view, uh, after the first two get in the ring, we, we there's a, a new trend starts, which is when the countdown happens, for the first time, the fans begin going, ah. Right. Making the buzzer noise. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think 2018 is the first year where that happens. <sighs> it's. I love it. I really, <laughs> really? like it. Yeah. Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I like people doing that. Uh, they bring up Rhino, who's an ECW original. Oh, uh, number three. He's an original in my heart, Mark. I love how big he is. He's a big, big boy. <laughs> Rhino has got a little bit heavier than when he was in his prime. Here. Yeah, he looks like a a spam out the out of the tin. <laughs> uh, he is literally, therefore, Porky. He's gone a bit. Yeah, I I didn't remember him being this. King Kong Bundy-esque. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm big on that. I don't know how Corbin got him out. <laughs> little, little chunky boy. Um, <laughs> Baron Corbin, as you say, next. Um, they, they boo Corbin, not, 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 with, not with hatred, but with disappointment and <laughs> frustration, I think. Um, he, uh, he just kept, he managed to keep that low level sort of, t- sort of turn away hate. <laughs> going throughout the whole of his career it's a yeah. remarkable sort of achievement um, he immediately they, they have him eliminate Rhino just so that they can they can have him hated more by the uh, <laughs> Philadelphia crowd and then he's eliminated straight after by Finn Balor yeah. that's the first bit where you go they're booking this cleverly mm. because they do sort of go oh, that's a traditional thing he dumps him out but then they get the cheer so you know, you're you're back if you like to the first mm. two. What you're seeing is set pieces. Yeah. And there is a sense on this, and I think it's probably because they were doing two in a night where they've gone, we really need to make this one tight so that it keeps interest going because we've got another one coming up after this. Yeah, I think when we've sort of seen bits and bops bob bops of uh, of uh, of uh, Royal Rumbles before, I think we get excited because we are WrestleMe and we like the the, the wonky stuff. But mm. um I think here like a lot of the when spots are happening, everyone's very respectful, and yeah. they just kind of find a way of getting busy somehow. Yeah, um, and so it's a really professional. I think it loses a bit because it is very, very professional. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's it is kind of people doing the spot, getting out the way, and and letting letting completely the thing kind of work. that. The, the, 
what I what I did actually think about as we were doing this, I was like, it's quite difficult for us to do a conversation a rest, yeah. about the Royal Rumble. Mm. It's a forty-five minute thing with thirty people involved in it and lots and lots of different bits. Mm. And what, as you say, what you don't get is you don't get those bits where you go, "There was a great bit where you know he's really flapped out," <laughs> um, because everything is polished and, and yeah. flying. We are entering, I, I suppose, at this period, a real era of professionalism mm. where everybody has, you know, is clear-headed, working hard for the company. Mm. Um, Nothing shows that clear in the KFC Curl Battle Royal, by the way. <laughs> they are willing They are willing to do whatever is asked of them. And so there is a level of professionalism that makes this a thoroughly unedifying WrestleMania experience. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Heath Slater comes down. Again, you know, they've, they've just gone, well, you know, no one thinks that Heath Slater is going to win this and go to WrestleMania. So let's do something with him. And what they have is they have him sort of get clotheslined by Corbin, <laughs> who is uh, heading out of the ring. Yeah. And he never makes it to the ring. So he's just constantly, as he gets up, the next person will batter him, you know, <laughs> nicely done. I just think, you know, a bit of creativity with a character like him, you know, you're never going to go. He's a, a killer. So why not give him something that's memorable, that feeds into his character and yeah. gives him something to do. They are making value out of a character that they just disregard most of the time. Uh, and on the, you know, a big stage, I, I really found myself loving Heath Slater after this. I was just like, oh, it's a really fun bit that kept on going. And every time it came back, I was like, yes, I do want to see more of it. I do. Um, Elias comes out. He's been given the Honky Tonk Man's gimmick. Right. So he's just a guy with a guitar. Um, the thing I like about him was when they first gave him that, he couldn't play it. And so he would have to get out there and strum it. And some of the notes you'd go, that is a note. That yeah. is the sort of strum. And some of it you'd be like, he cannot play the guitar. Oh, that is see, just he seems quite, a hit and hope. Uh, he seems quite uh, good at, you know. In this era of professionalism, Pete, he, yeah. he went He's out there and it. he went, do you know what? If I'm going to have to go out with the guitar and play it, mm. I might as well learn to play the guitar. <laughs> and so by this point, he's actually become, you know, perfectly good at it. Yeah. Um, his catchphrase, that who wants to walk with Elias. Walk with Elias is an acronym for... WWE, obviously. Right. So just a strange bit of corporate <laughs> that you're like, I've got my catchphrase and it's also like, you know, running through it is WWE <laughs> DNA. It's just weird. Uh, r r uh, what with Elias? Run afterwards, Raw. <laughs> nice. nice. Good. Good. Um, I'm not doing any Smackdown. <laughs> the, uh, the, again, it comes Song from a period time. where I, I imagine I have a feeling like it was a John Cena thing about him saying, you know, you're all WWE. Well, you know, they are too. And they, we walk with a lot. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> right. It just comes from a period where these things didn't happen on big shows. They happened in the episodic TV. Mm. And if you missed one episode, <laughs> you just had to sort of go, I'll get up to speed with this. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, about this, about like, you know, when you, about, especially with things like The Miz mm. um, uh, winning the belt. Yeah. And I was thinking, as a casual fan, is it possible to get into wrestling? <laughs> no, no, well... It, if I didn't have you, yeah, I, I just wouldn't be able to. I look at bits to, like this, and I kind of go. Obviously, I was busy in 2018. Mm. I, I, you know, I was probably doing this. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't sitting around watching as much WWE, <laughs> and so there are big gaps in my knowledge yeah. as to what these are. And I just sort of think, you know, maybe that's you know two things out of this Royal Rumble that I go. I don't know what they are. Mm. Imagine just turning on like SmackDown now, and you'd be going. I, so much work I've got to do <laughs> just to, just to even put names to these people yeah. let alone what their relationships are and let alone where all their little bits come from <laughs> this is I mean it's I can't it's like walking into a D&D &D game that's like two thirds of the way through yeah. 
and sort of going, I'll pick it up. <laughs> I think, no, you won't. You know, uh, just, well, I'm, I'm having a go, nerds. Here's your D50. <laughs> Can I be the dungeon master now? <laughs> no. no playing it for two and a half weeks. Oh, these pretty. Can I have it? Don't take it off the board. <laughs> Fucker. You open a door. Please, can you leave? Please. <laughs> <laughs> What's in like a, like a Like a military junta or a military <laughs> takeover for the for the dungeon master. So I go, you open a door. I go, you're not the dungeon master. I am the dungeon master. I would I'd love to do it that they go, well, okay, you can do it for, you can do it now. And just go, okay, then you open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately a boulder crushes you. The game is over. You're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> I will need your subs in. But I don't know if people pay subs. Is it Games Workshop? Uh, yeah. Do they not do... do I reckon Games Workshop allow... Um, I, some of the kids stink in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see you next week. Wrestle me, Pete. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.